Welcome to the Mothers You Know podcast. Thank you for being here. This is a place where we as women remember the spirit God gave us. We know how much we matter and we believe all things are possible to them that believe on this Savior Jesus Christ. Here at Mothers You Know, we support the parents of young men in the Sons of Healman and young women in the Daughters of Light programs at Life Changing Services. These programs provide therapeutic and mentoring services for youth struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, pornography, and any other unwanted or difficult behaviors. We offer parent support, training, and resources for mothers and fathers seeking the best way to support their loved one. Any mother is welcome to join in the Mothers Who Know classes support and training. You do not need to have a child in life-changing services to join in. We hope you'll join us. I am Karen Broadhead. I serve as the director of Mothers You Know, and I serve as the parent support specialist at life-changing services. I invite you to join with me and other mothers from across the country in our Warrior Mothers Who Know online support and training group. If you have a child struggling with pornography, depression, anxiety, or other difficult behaviors, you will find a safe and uplifting place to learn from other moms and learn principles and strategies to best support your loved one. Please go to motherswhoknow.org to find the online meeting details. We talk about difficult things here with the intent to shine light in dark corners and to eliminate isolation and shame. We are mothers with warrior hearts who are raising the warriors of this generation. We know we must learn to fight well for ourselves first, then we can confidently support and cheer on our loved ones in the best ways. I am excited. This is a little overwhelming to me because General Conference is so much awesome, right? So I think, where to start? I don't know where to start. So I'm going to start with the thing that brought me to tears. That's what I'm going to start with. And we're going to start there just because it's pretty big. And before I go there, I just want to say, if you were in our previous meeting, we just talked about just how important it is to stay by the tree and own your field. And that one of the ways we do that is to embrace that Heavenly Father's plan is about the mess. And if we think that our success is defined on whether we have a mess or don't have a mess, have a bigger mess than somebody else, or it's just we are the mess, whatever it is, just embracing that fact that Heavenly Father's plan is about the mess. And Jesus Christ is evidence that a mess should exist. It's just such a big deal for us to think part of living the dream is recognizing this isn't just a nightmare, right? It's like, all right, the mess is supposed to be here. And there are important pieces of my journey in mortality. This state of my eternal existence is messes are very important to this phase of that. And so thank you so much for being warrior mothers, you know, who are trying to understand that and how, what the Savior's role is in that with me and with each other. It's just so big to have a 
place to collaborate and connect about that. And one of the things we talked about today in the previous meeting was the chemical scale and how much power we have to just, in our discerning of our thoughts and our feelings, be able to claim the spirit God gave us of power, love, and a sound mind. And to remember that God did not give us a spirit of fear. And so with that thought, I'm just going to start with this thing that brought me to tears for general conference. And then after, it, it's going to last about four minutes. So just settle in, maybe go get a drink if you need to. But it's just so powerful. And I think it says so much about embrace the mess, trust in the Savior, and fear not. So this just fills me with a lot of joy and gratitude and warrior chemistry.
so glorious. The glorious cause of truth. It's so amazing. I loved that. Okay. Any comments or anything to say about that song before I move on? Hey, Karen, I do. Thank you. Hey, I was already in tears when I heard President Nelson right before that. And then that song, I was just like a mess. And my family looked at me and was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I had a prayer going into conference. <laughs> Sorry. And President Nelson answered it. And the song answered it. So it was just beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much. So grateful that you shared that. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I just love the last verse where it says, if we do what's right, we have no need to fear. And I'm reading the Book of Mormon again, and I'm doing what Elder Renland did on his mission, where he is marking, the first time he read it, he's marking everything in red that points to or refers to Jesus Christ. And today when I was reading, I just finished 4th Nephi, and they were they had so much peace for so many years, 110 years, and it's all because of Jesus Christ. And then it starts to get wicked again. But the people who were righteous and the three Nephites that were still alive are still alive. They were saved from the, they threw them in prisons. They threw them with lions. They threw them in all these horrible circumstances, but they, they received no harm. And that is because of Jesus Christ. And I believe their covenants and their righteousness. And so it just was a second witness to me of if we do what's right, we have no need to fear. And I just absolutely love that, that I can, I can have that confidence that I'm doing what's right, that I know what's right. Sometimes I don't always know, or I don't always do it perfectly, but I'm trying. Mm. And so I can have that confidence that I don't need to fear. Heavenly Father is with me. He will be my shield, my protection. Uh, he'll help me through anything because I'm doing what's right. So just love that. I love that too. Okay, I just had a really strong impression to ask you ladies, and I'm, I'm going to go back to, and then I'm going to come to that just before you ladies share your takeaway, just because I think this is such a connecting, like uniting meeting to talk about general conference. But yeah, would you just mind saying, hi, this is where I live. And I just want to tell you a little bit about my family. You don't have to go into details or anything, but just here's who I am. This is where I live. And, and my family, and then go into your share. So can we go back to you, and we'll come to, and you could tell sure. circumstance if you want, but I just want to at least introduce. Thanks. So I'm from Syracuse, Syracuse, Utah. Me and my husband, we have three kids. And my takeaway from conference was the talk by Sister Brownie, where she talked about needing to put on her glasses each morning. Now, I can get up and, and walk around without my glasses off, but that is one of the first things I do grab is my glasses. And she talked about how seeing 
how the glasses aid her in seeing what she needs to see during the day and lighten it to Jesus Christ and how we need to see him. We need to see his light and we need to see him in order to have him in our lives. And there was a couple of things that that I'm, I just wanted to read from her talk because she said it so beautifully. She said, as we seek for the blessings of the spirit in our lives, we will be able to see things as they really are and as they really will be. She also said the Savior invites us to see our lives through him in order to see more of him in our lives. And I truly can, I truly know that he is in my life. A quick experience, a few, about a month and a half ago, I I went to the Ogden temple and I just sat on the grounds, had my lunch, had my journal, my scriptures, and I was just sitting there. And a sweet lady who I did not know, I had no idea who she was, came over to me and said, I just need to come and say hi and hope you have a good day. I knew the Savior needed me to know that. And he put it in somebody else so that I could see him. I could see him in my life that day. And it was a hard day for me, but it was great. One of her last things, so that I don't take up too much time, at the end, she said, Our Savior Jesus Christ directs our feet to meeting houses each week to partake of his sacrament, to the house of the Lord, to make covenants with him, to the scriptures, and to teachings of the prophets to learn his words. He directs our mouths to testify of him, our hands to lift and serve as he was lift and serve and our eyes to see the world and each other as he does, as they really are and as they really will be, as we allow him to direct us in all things we receive testimony that all things denote there is a God, because where we look for him, we will find him each and every day. And those are things that just keep me grounded right now. Those are things that I do every single day, every week with the sacrament to in order to see him and to find him and to have his help in my life yeah. i didn't know i was gonna hit this storm about nine months ago and i'm i'm hitting this storm and sometimes it's going a lot faster than i can i can hang on onto but i know my savior loves me i know he's in my life and i can see him i can see him and just guiding me as I pray for guidance each day. And he'll lead me to conference talks. He did that yesterday when I, I said in prayer, what can I, well, conference talk. He led me to one that I listened to. He led me to a podcast. That's exactly what I needed to hear. So I see him in my life. So that's that, what those were my thoughts. Thank you so much. So beautiful. And can I just invite each of us while we're here, just maybe set an intention to be listening to the Spirit teach us, you know, as we share about what, yeah, what the Spirit is trying to communicate to us personally about our own circumstance. It's such a strength to to share the gospel like this. So thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Okay. I absolutely love life-changing services. Backstory on me, I came in contact with life-changing services 
mothers who know probably about in 2016 or 2015. And I had two kids at the time. I have four kids now. And it was because my husband was struggling with pornography. And so I just jumped in and did all the support for mothers and wives. And, and I've had two, two friends tell me when they found out that their husbands struggled with something, they've had the same lie from Satan say, well, why do I need to have to do, why do I have to do anything? This is my husband's thing. Why do I have to change? And I just thought that was interesting that my two great women, Satan said the same thing to them. And so anyways, I, that, I don't know if that ever crossed my mind, but, and probably because when I found out mothers who know, and I found things that like the satanic spin and the things that in my life that I didn't like, and that I could see Satan working on me, I just thought it was amazing for me. And so I just started listening to everything that they had, all the recordings and stuff like that. And I've taken Eternal Warriors and I'm in a mom power class right now. I did for a little while take a a break, but then back in last October, got back into it because I just realized this has to be a part of my life forever. Just because Satan is not going to stop. And this helps me see Satan and helps me recognize where I need to be better and how I need to stay spiritually awake and just a huge support. So that's what started me into Mothers Who Know. Now my circumstances have changed. I am in the process of divorce and Mothers Who Know still continues to be a support for me. My battlefield has changed, but Satan, he's not going to stop fighting. So I continue to come and my small children, they are growing up in this, this world that there's evil all around and I must stay at the tree. I must hold on to Jesus Christ and have to let go of them. The Holy Ghost told me I had to get, let go of my husband. And in Elder Gong's talk, he talked about Jesus Christ giving us the power to hold on. And sometimes he gives us the power to let go. And that was the case in my marriage. You know, I never, ever thought that there's such a thing as divine divorce. But I know that I was always supposed to be married for 12 and a half years to my ex-husband, there was a lot of things that I learned in that marriage. And it's really sad, really hard, but there was nothing else I could have done. And so God allowed me to let go. And that's the miracle of it, that he can give us strength to do whatever he sets in our path. And if he brings us to it, he'll bring us through it. And the overall feeling I had of general conference, I have four small kids and a single mom now. So general conference wasn't as peaceful as you want. 
I was helping, they were playing bingo, conference bingo, and then they were learning how to cross stitch. So I was doing a lot of things, but I always take away the feeling because those feelings are powerful and moving. And then I'm so grateful that they're almost instantly available afterward. And that's where I get most of my nourishment is going back through and listening to them every morning. And that's that's when they just become a part of me and burn in my heart. One thing that I did remember, I can't remember who said it, but he said, when we sin, we give power to Satan. And when we do righteousness and when we keep our covenants, God gives us power. And I just testified to that. I've just really have power, have had, and still have power beyond my own to have done things this year that I never could have done on my own. And he has just parted my Red Sea and created miracles for me, even to the point where I'm not scared at all. I... The prospects don't look great right now because I don't have a job yet. I've had three interviews, nothing yet. So I'm just living off of savings. I have four small kids, but I'm not scared. I'm not. And that's because of Jesus Christ. And the last verse of that song, if we do what's right, we have no need to fear. And like the sister before said, I know Jesus Christ is here. I know that through our covenants, he gives us an amazing power. I can't explain it. I just, I don't have the words to explain it. Other than it's real, the peace at the tree is amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's very real. And so are the storms. They are so real. But Jesus Christ is more powerful. And... I'm just grateful to have life-changing services in my life because it really has changed me. It's it's a game changer in the battles that are raging around us to know the satanic spin and know that I have power over my thoughts. I can use this wonderful weapon to do good and to crush Satan. And I learned it all here. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow, what a what a special thing to hear that what you heard from Elder Gong amidst all of your busy with your kids and not really being able to focus and sit and just, you know, but that that was a loud, clear thing to you. That actually came to my mind. You came to my mind when I heard him say that as well. I wrote it down in my notes. So it's just such an honor to closely get to know sisters right and their story and see the miracles that they testify of so thank you so much for your testimonies i have to tell you ladies that i don't know why even when i hear really hard things that women are going through that i think wow that is so hard oh and there's that and that's really hard right there's something in it that connects to that same feeling that i get when I hear that song that we played at the beginning, like there's this fierce belief that I have in you and in all of us, because I'm just so 
grateful for. And I think just grounded on that foundation that that is like wire chemistry inducing to hear so beautiful, alive and breathing. And she can testify of Jesus Christ and his miracles and her love for him. Like, that's amazing to me. I just think that's such evidence of, of our power as of children of heavenly parents and the purpose of what we're going through. But I just want you to know that I don't know why, but I never feel overwhelmed and really sad after I hear people's really sads. I always feel kind of the same feeling I get when I hear that song. And so I wanted to share that with you in case you, your experience might be the opposite. I want you to know that I just feel so grateful for the rock of our Redeemer that we can build upon to bypass the gulf of misery and endless woe. And that, yeah, no matter what comes our way, we will be able to stand because we are rooted on that foundation of Jesus Christ. Thanks for that. Well, I mean, I did, I did listen to all of conference and I loved it. And more than like one talk stood out to me, it was a scripture that had stood out to me that I heard continually. And I did hear through conference quite often, fear not, you know, fear not and keep your eye on the savior. But the scripture is the one is one that I've thought about really, I can't even for over time. And it, and it's very clear. And I'm sure most of you are going to go, I totally have always got that scripture. What's your problem? But I really didn't get it. And it's the take my yoke upon you for my burden is light. And I was like, and then when people teach that scripture, they always show the yoke of the ox. And I'm like, that looks heavy to me. I don't know why that looks it's supposed to look light. That looks like it's a big problem. <laughs> so I know there's a concept there and I trust the concept, but I didn't literally understand. Does that make sense? So I heard, I've heard President Monson, that was like something he said all the time. And President Hinckley said it. So I was like, it's always been in my mind, but this conference, I heard it so many times. I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus on that scripture. So it's kind of more like impressions that came to me that I'm trying to think of the words of how to put it into my, into the way that I speak, because it's, I, 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 I don't know how to, but I realize that if I can go in and find my savior and see him and work towards him. So let's, I'm moving towards him. My burdens become light. And I'm like, what does that actually mean for me? Well, I don't get caught up in the fact that I have, you know, if you look at my family mortally, it looks like it's been obliterated. You know, there's just like very few remnants left of anything that looks like a family. But if I look at, if I take, if I go through that and I look at Christ, I have such peace and hope. And I see the honor of being in this family and the trust and my burden becomes light and I don't have the fear and I don't have the worry. And I, I'm like, I don't know why that scripture, I mean, I love it, but I, I just didn't get it. And I just, I love it so much more now. 
So I really leaned into that scripture. And every time I would start to get that, you know, satanic spin or worry or, you know, just that beat down, I'm like, no, I'm leaning in because his burden is light. And it's kind of, <laughs> I can't even explain it. It's kind of like I went through like, I visually go through this tunnel and like, look for the savior. I'm like, it's okay. He's got us. He's there. It really did make my burden feel light. So then as I was studying for Come Follow Me, I was thinking still of that scripture and I am not a good faster. I don't like to fast. I've done it. And I am just like, I just think that's not for me. But I learned it a different way that it's, you know, something that's a blessing and it's to be, re we're to rejoice for it. So this last fast Sunday, I thought, I'm going to lean in and I'm going to put that yoke upon me. And if he's saying that, that is a way for us to have our burden light, you know, or to have that extra peace or the eternal perspective, have those lenses refined, I'm going to do it. And so there's just that one part right there. But in my family, my sister, her husband isn't active and I live in California. She lives in Colorado. My dad's a widow. My husband's a non-member. And, you know, my kids are all inactive. So I just, I when the prophet came out and said, let's do Come Follow Me before we had, you know, 2020, I just contacted my family members and said, will you guys do Come Follow Me with me on Zoom? So over the last few years on Sunday nights, we do Come Follow Me. And it's my dad, my sister. Yeah, as loners, but my husband joins every, every Sunday. And anyway, there's a whole story there. But so last Sunday, I was just, I was leaning in, I was feeling good. And my son, his girlfriend said, Hey, can I join your class? And I said, yeah, she came on. And then my son, he's in recovery, but he definitely emotionally goes in and out. Called up when I left the church and he, when I left church that day and he said, do you still teach that class? And I said, yeah. And do you want to join? He goes, yeah. So anyway, the miracle was, and it's, I know it's just a day at a moment. I'm just honoring that moment because it was a really great moment. I looked on the Zoom meeting and I saw my dad. I saw my sister. I saw my husband. I saw my son's girlfriend and I saw my other son. And I was like, right there, my burden is light. And it's a moment. And I just felt like he sees me. He sees my family as funny as it looks, right? And I just like, I get it. I get his burden is light. If we just lean in and pick up his cross and put his yoke on, we can do all things because we're with him. And that's really was what I kept getting out of conference. Wow. I'm so glad you're here. So glad you shared that. Thank you so much. Yeah. What you said is just makes me think of Veronica. She just made another beautiful video and in it is the most gorgeous image of a woman carrying a yoke with Jesus Christ. And so anyway, I can't remember the name of the song off the top of my head, but will you just share that link in the chat so everybody can hear that? And anyway, that's the first time I'd ever seen that image. And I was like, what the, that is so amazing. That's such a wonderful picture. So anyway, she's just recently sent me 
another one of those gorgeous videos that she makes. And what's the name of the song? This is the truth I'm standing on. Yeah. The whole song starts out with just, you know, it is hard. It's so hard, right? And then her conviction of the truth she's going to stand on, even, even though. But yeah, just there's such a neat picture. It reminded me of that. So thanks for putting that in there. And maybe put your YouTube, YouTube channel in there too, the address, so we can see the rest of them. Okay, go for it. Okay, thank you, Karen. And just it's good to know that the people that listen to Mothers Who Know podcast channel are people a lot like you and I. And so there's a lot of benefit from there. Sometimes when I think, oh, my voice is going up somewhere, it feels a little scarier. But then I think of who's actually listening to the podcast. And I think, oh, I think we're okay. And um, I just really appreciate you, you kind, generous women that have already added so much to this meeting. You, you've shared some things that are kind of tender and personal and it's helped me a great deal. I appreciated that, that song, that song, Let Us All Press On. And over COVID, we, we started just having our little at-home church and we didn't know what to do as far as sing a song or, you know, for our little home meeting. And we just thought, we're just going to play this one. We're going to look up the, the, whatever the name is now, Tabernacle Choir, and play that song. And the part that I loved in it is that the verse that just said, we will not retreat, though our numbers may, may be few, you know, when compared to the opposite host in view. It just made me think it looks like everything is so much bigger than I can do. And it looks like there's so much more ugly out there than, and there's not, enough of the good stuff. And I just appreciated that, that reminder of that truth that there are, there are, there's lots of help for us, you know, from people around us, this class, our wards, our, our communities, our special friends. And we also have so many people that aren't even visible that are with us and for us. And I just, I love that truth. It just feels empowering to me to just settle in and think about that. But we we have five kids and three of them are are out of our home and and either married or going to school and and two of them are at home and the three that are out of the home are just wanting I feel like they're seeking truth and I'm just so grateful for to have them as part of my family but they they are on a different spiritual path than the one that I taught or hoped that they would be on and but I. I'm just so grateful to have them. I, I, I really love my family and, and what the talk that, the talk that I just really appreciated from conference was the one by Sister Dennis and it's called His Yoke is Easy and His Burden is Light. One of the things that's been on my heart quite a bit just over the years since I was quite a bit younger. I have lots of people that I love that fit in the LGBTQ just community. And I just had a chance to get up really, really close to lots of those people. And it's been one of the greatest blessing of my life to to do that. And as I listened to her talk, she shared a little story you might remember it was about a boy named Jack and his dog Cassie. And how his dog Cassie was 
embarrassed him because the dog wouldn't kind of perform and do what he hoped it would do. And as he as he got home, he realized that he realized that Cassie was had been injured and that part of her injury and her pain had really influenced her behavior. And Sister Dennis says her behavior had been influenced by her pain, her suffering and her wounds. And it had nothing to do with with a lack of desire to obey Jack or a lack of love for him. I have just loved what she said. She said, do we judge others based on their outward appearance and their actions or their lack of actions? When if we fully understood, we would instead react with compassion and a desire to help instead of adding to their burdens with our judgment. And I've there's been, you know, a lot of talk just within my own kids or people that I know that are feeling just kind of a lot of angst about about leaders and church and just still like lots of what is said is hurtful or close-minded or old-fashioned or and just so I'm just always so grateful to just see that Christ gospel and just like what Sister Dennis mentioned is just so compassionate, so non-judgmental, so wanting to just wrap your arms around people and just try the best you can. And I just love when I hear so many messages that are just like that. And so just, I just appreciated that, that talk and I appreciated lots of those, those other messages, but thanks so much for sharing. BJ, I'm so glad you shared that. I really liked that story and her talk, but the correlation right there making it so personal for us. Thank you for that. So good. Yeah. Okay, ladies. I do have President Nelson pulled up and ready to talk to us. And I will say, I really appreciated him saying this because just in the position that I do as a parent support specialist, I hear a lot of difficult things and I've experienced things like this in my own personal life. And so I was really grateful for or what he shared. Let me see. There we go. There we go. It's just a couple, maybe just a minute or so. Here we go. So you guys be thinking. You go ahead. Okay, then you're right after President Nelson. I bet you've never been right after President Nelson before. Oh, dear. <laughs> me either. I haven't either. Okay, here we go. I just appreciated this so much that he he was a witness of how important this is and that, yeah, pretty awesome. Abuse constitutes the influence of the adversary. It is a grievous sin. As president of the church, I affirm the teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ on this issue. Let me be perfectly clear. Any kind of abuse of women children or anyone is an abomination to the Lord. He grieves and I grieve. Whenever anyone is harmed, he mourns and we all mourn for each person who has fallen victim to abuse of any kind. Those who per perpetrate these hideous acts are not only accountable to the laws of man, but will also face the wrath of Almighty God. 
Okay, I need to tell you why I appreciated that. One is because that's just true. And it's important for us to know if we have been hurt ourselves or people have hurt people we love. But we have a unique circumstance in Mother She Know, and I just was grateful to have that little clip. Because of our hypersexualized world and the fallout of pornography, we, several of us mothers here, are dealing with the fallout of that and how that steals our children's innocence and maybe something unseen that we don't know about is going on. But then we notice that our child is having sexualized behavior with other children. Like they, they're confused and because their innocence has been stolen and that's what they're dealing with. Like that's something we hear as a parent support specialist. I'm aware that that is a great heartache that a mother can feel and be very isolating and scary. And I just want you to know that, yeah, if you are that mother and I don't know about you, I want you to set up a meeting with me because when you hear what President Nelson just said and that is your battle, that's one of the pieces of your battle, then you hear really loudly sometimes how bad your child is, right? That your child is bad. So I invite you to consider his comments as, you know, because your child is a child, to consider his comments as something that is yeah that even if it wasn't a person that you can identify as that person hurt my child that's why my child is hurting somebody else i have somebody that i can point to that that is but i love our principle of there's only one enemy and it became very apparent to me in my house identifying who the real enemy is even with the way that he deceives our children and the strategy he's taken to make good things look bad and bad things look good, right, in our world and to be so hypersexualized. I just thought if any of you were triggered by that at all in general conference or me playing that made you go to that place, I just want you to know you're so loved and that your circumstance is so important and you are too. And yeah. I'd like to talk to you. It's very important that I get to talk to you because I want to, you to know how much you're loved and to reframe that perspective. Okay. Let's see. You're on. Okay. I guess I'll let you see me. <laughs> good, good, good. Thank you for that, Karen. Yeah, that's a tricky, painful thing. Do I need to introduce myself? Do I have to do that too? Totally. You don't have to. <laughs> I love you too. Okay. I have my reading glasses on. I'm from Utah, Sandy, Utah. I have eight children, four of which are married, and I have 15 grandchildren and three more on the way. And I have four children, and then the, my other four children are living at home. So I feel like I'm very busy. I'm not, I don't feel like it. I am. <laughs> I feel like it, and I am. And I just, I always love general conference. It's like I turn it on and I feel like the Savior is in my home. And I just feel that peace for those hours. And I wish it could just stay forever. 
but a couple talks really touched me and the one that really touched me and but then the talk that really touched me was Elder Gong's and somebody's a couple of people have already mentioned his, but I, I really like when he said, but a thousand millennial years when Satan is bound may give us needed time and surprising ways to love, understand, and work things out as we prepare for eternity. And I just loved that reassurance. It just brought me a lot of comfort that the Lord expects me to keep trying. When the millennial comes and Satan is bound, there'll be some pretty surprising ways where I'll be able to love in a way that I can't love now. And, and I'll be able to understand like I can't now. And I will have more time to prepare for eternity. And that was just a really powerful and comforting words. And I know they came straight from the Lord. So I was really grateful for those. That's so wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, thanks, girl. I cried through conference weekend. I didn't even attend conference. I was told by my therapist, she's like, save yourself the torment of conference and just don't attend. Just read afterwards, please. <laughs> last conference, last conference, you, you listened and you were so tormented mentally and emotionally because of your filter. You, you hear everything like, you need to do this and you need to do that and you need to do this or you're going to go. You're not going to make it to the celestial kingdom. So just don't, you know, I receive it a different way. There's nothing wrong. Conference is about coming unto Christ. And if it's making it harder for you to feel the spirit, do something else. And so, you know, I watched an episode of The Chosen. I watched some pure flick stuff. I worked through some of my feelings about my mom and cried my eyes out. And I just, it was just talking to Heavenly Father, me and Heavenly Father, because who else was I going to talk to, you know? And I worked through some difficult feelings this, you know, that weekend. And it was hard, hard stuff. But I, I drew closer to the Lord. And that's what you're supposed to do during conference weekend. And then I just recently read Elder Enlund's talk. And um, it was funny because I could have really gotten offended about, oh, you shouldn't ask to worship on the beach or you shouldn't ask to worship in the mountains. But the Spirit's like, he's not talking to you. Mm-hmm. You have never asked to worship anywhere but in the church. So don't, don't, that's, don't even worry about that part of the talk. The part of the talk for you was the part where he was saying, we have the gift of the Holy Ghost and it's amazing. And when we are following the framework and we have the doctrine of Christ, we can soar to great heights. And sometimes we, we need assurance because we feel uneasy or I can't remember exactly how he said it, but he's like, we feel like we may need a reassurance and we can ask Heavenly Father for that reassurance. And that was the part of the talk that I needed. I was like, he said right there that I can ask Heavenly Father for, for reassurance when I feel uneasy or I'm struggling basically. And, and so that's the beauty of, of personal relation. And that's why President Nelson's begging us to learn how to get personal relations. Anybody? Any? Who's next? This is, I'm noticing a lot of, we're starting to arm wrestle over who's going to go next. We need to stop fighting and just, just take turns. All right. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay. 
I always have to ask. So I really liked conference. I was nervous before conference just because of some of the tricky places that I'm in in my life. Like I said, I have three kiddos that identify LGBTQ. And so it's just always kind of like tricky sometimes. So I was a little worried about that and just worried about this last conference. There were a couple of triggered, like big, I got triggered big time. <laughs> like big, ugly, cry kind of trigger. So I was just a little apprehensive about this this conference, but it was really beautiful. And I I came off just feeling like I was on high. And there were a couple talks that were a little triggery for me just because of my circumstances in my marriage. But then there was other talks that validated me and, and helped me refrain some of that. And, and there was a lot of talk about abuse. And we've experienced that in our, in our family. And the impression that I got throughout conference was just learn more about abuse, like get more educated about what it is, how you can identify it, and specifically emotional and psychological. And so I've been doing it this week, doing that, been reading and listening to some podcasts and stuff. And it's pretty crazy, scary, <laughs> crazy. Opens my, it, my eyes have been open to a lot of new stuff and kind of feels like a D-Day all over again. And for those that don't know, like I'm part of work for spouses that, that have pornography addiction and stuff. And D-Day is kind of like the day of disclosure where you either find out that they have, that they've been viewing pornography and, and stuff or they tell you or whatever. So it, it brings a lot of feelings, but at the same time, so I've had lots of feelings. At the same time, I am also okay. Like, like it's really weird. It's kind of a weird thing. And sometimes I feel like almost guilty. Like reading, I'm, I'm reading a book. Why does he do that? Like about angry women. Anyway, and I'm like, oh, I kind of feel guilty reading this. Like, I don't know. And then, but then, you know, I pray about it and I'm okay. I don't, I don't have like, I'm feeling the spirit right now kind of thing, but it, but it's like, I, I can't even describe it. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have even said anything, but I just, I guess what I can say is just that I appreciated conference and is aware of my situation and my family and, and cares about us. So anyway, I don't know. That was an awesome share. Thank you. Really that just saying how general conferences made you feel and how you were a little bit reticent, right? And worried. And then to, yeah, I think, I don't know. There are, there are so many big messes in everybody's lives, right? That if you give all of general conference, every session, I'll bet there's something in every general conference that's a little bit tricky for a lot of people, right? And so, yeah, I'm grateful to be, yeah, to just that you shared that and that it just helps us all to share in that same thing because that's not a just experience. So thank you for that. That's the beauty of of personal relation. And that's why President Nelson's begging us to learn how to get personal relation because Elder Jeffrey R. Holland in that leadership, worldwide 
leadership training years ago when he had everybody come. Mm -hmm. He spoke and he said, this is a worldwide leadership training. And just like in general conference, we are general authorities and we talk to a general worldwide conference. And it's up to you. We have general counsel and it's up to you as a general audience to take what you need from it. So we can't apply everything and say in general conference all at once. That's so excellent, right? I just think that's amazing. Will you just say that again, what Elder Holland said? Because that's pretty cool for everybody to hear that. Right Elder now. Holland said, we are general authorities. Elder Holland said, we are general authorities. We speak to a general church. It is up to you as members to take what you as individuals need from the conference and apply it to you. That's so wonderful. Thank you. Did anybody have anything? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I, you know, I was really excited and even have put this down as something I want to share with the sisters that we minister to by it's Elder Utdorf's talk for the strength of youth. I think that's the name of it. So I'm going in there right now so I can read what he said. I just loved every word. It was just so wonderful. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, it's called Jesus Christ is the strength of youth. I was close. Yeah. Anyway, and I highlighted. I'm just scrolling to the highlight real quick here. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I want to go to the right one. Okay, here it is. I believe the Savior Jesus Christ would want you to see feel and know that he is your strength, that with his help, there are no limits to what you can accomplish, that your potential is limitless. He would want you to see yourself the way he sees you. And that is very different from the way the world sees you. The Savior would declare in no uncertain terms that you are a daughter or son of the almighty God. Your Heavenly Father is the most glorious being in the universe, full of love, joy, purity, holiness, light, grace, and truth. And one day, he wants you to inherit, inherit all he has. It is the reason why you're on the earth, to learn, grow, and progress and become everything your Father in heaven has created you for. To make this possible, he sent Jesus Christ to be your Savior. It is the purpose behind his great plan of happiness, his church, his priesthood, the scriptures, all of it. That is your destiny. That is your future. That is your choice. Wow. Anyway, I just love that. <laughs> that is so powerful. Wow. That's so awesome. Thank you. Yes, please go for it. Okay. I, it's interesting because, you know, pick the same talk that I had in the general conference. And it was interesting because a lot of times they say, come to conference with a question. And right before conference, I was reading in third Nephi about when Christ came to, you know, his 12 disciples and he asked them, what is it you would want of me? And I sat and thought about it. And I says, if Christ asked me that question, what would I want from him? And, you know, you search your heart and I says, you know, the thing I would want the most is to be with my, all of my family for all of eternity. 
you know, and so I just kind of went there with that question. And then I heard that talk. And as I heard that talk, you know, it was about how much he loves us. And I says, he wants this too, even more probably than I do. You know, he wants all of us to return to him and be with him forever. And, you know, and he's made this possible because of the atonement, but it also goes on there in there. You know, the thing that really hit me is that, but it's up to us. You know, he has left this choice up to us. He's not going to force any of us. We just have to choose to be with him. And that really hit me because it's like, that's what owning your field is, is because we cannot force our family to be with us. We cannot force them to choose the right. It has to be up to them. But Christ is there with open arms and willing to take upon us all our sins and, and problems and infirmities and everything we struggle with in this life so that we can be with him forever. And he wants us all to be together, you know, in families. He wants all of my kids to return to him more, more even than I do. And so that, that talk really, really kind of hit me still because it was the direct, there was just like it was a direct answer to what I had been thinking about. Wow, that's such a powerful thought, too, to remember that, you know, what we want so badly, right, we get, we get to feeling it so strongly, we don't, you know, just that thought of, I think he cares about it more than me, he wants it more than I do. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Thank you for that. So good. Anybody else? So wonderful to hear from you about your takeaways there. You know, I think it's interesting. It was kind of an overall impression I got throughout conference, not just one specific talk. But when they when they speak about repentance, they focused more on the joy and the happiness and the comfort and the good things that happen when you repent, not not the hard stuff. But they 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 focus a lot more on how it feels to be forgiven. And I thought that I think that's really interesting because. People generally, sometimes they think your repentance is a bad thing or something awful that you have to do, but it's not, it's not really that. It's a chance to be forgiven and, and, and feel that joy and happiness and, and comfort of the spirit again. And it's, you know, I just kind of like that it's an overall feeling of that. The other thing I think is it, they talked about the, the, a lot of it was don't fear. There was a lot of that in the, in this conference that we don't need to fear the God is there that Jesus Christ is with us. And if you if you listen to them, they're not afraid. <laughs> Those are, and their testimonies are probably stronger than mine is, like, I'm sure, it's, you know, of the Savior, but but they and they, they know about the concerns and calamities and the bad things that are happening, but they are not afraid of those things. And I think that that's really cool and comforting to know that, you know. They have such strong testimonies, and they know that with with the Savior, we don't need to fear. That when He says fear not, it's it's a real thing. You can go through life and have bad things happen and not be afraid at the same time. So I thought that those were a couple of things I just thought of while I was listening to conference. Yeah. So right on. Yeah, it was so good, and to consider the message in this general conference of, you know, it's about Jesus Christ. You know, that there's so much of the hard that we're going through is in believing him. 
and knowing that he is the living Christ, like he is a real guy who's really helping us. And so anyway, I think that's true. I think there is a lot more conversations about, a lot more talking out loud about, a lot more obvious conversations and teachings and things, not just from living prophets, but even, you know, at church and things that are focused on helping people to to do what President Nelson said. He, I have a quote that I pulled up this morning. I think it's such a great quote of his. He says, our focus must be riveted on the Savior and his gospel. It is mentally rigorous to strive to look unto him in every thought. But when we do, our doubts and fears flee. And that was by drawing on the drawing the power of Jesus Christ into our lives by President Nelson. So it wasn't from this most recent general conference. And then that same year, he spoke in a Christmas devotional and said this, There's nothing more important than to rivet our focus on the Savior and on the gift of what his life really means to each of us. So, yeah, that's kind of, it's, it's, there's a lot, there was a lot of, in my opinion, in this general conference, just a lot of Jesus in it. Okay. All right. Well, can I share one too? Please. Yeah. When, now that you were talking, anyway, I was thinking about like a couple of, about a month before general conference, Elder Christofferson came and I wasn't able to go to the training, but I talked to people afterwards and he encouraged us to, to go back and read Elder, I mean, President Nelson's talks since he's been president. And I've started doing that, and it's been really interesting. It helps me remember, I mean, realize all the things that he's done since. I, I mean, since he's been president, so many changes. Mm-hmm. I was writing down more notes on his talks when I could than, than some others. And one of them, this was the Sunday morning session when he spoke, and he said, Many wonderful things are ahead. So it's like you were, one of you was saying that. He and the others are positive, even though, you know, that there's a lot going bad. But he talked about taking his, take my yoke upon you and your burden will be light. And I will that you shall overcome the world. And he said, what does it mean to overcome the world? It's overcoming the temptation to care for worldly things more than things of God. Made me think of all the things that could be worldly things. Anything that takes me away from Jesus Christ. (laughs) So, and he said that our hearts will soften as we, as our faith in Jesus Christ grows. And then how do you overcome the world? He said, anytime you do, we do anything good, we are overcoming the world. And how does overcoming the world bless our lives? It helps us take charge of our own testimony of Jesus Christ. And as we do that, we can watch for miracles to occur. We can ask him to enlighten our minds and then record what we learn. Attend the temple more, and he will bless us to be able to discern between truth and error. And that's what I want a lot, because there's so much going on around us. It's hard to know what is right and what isn't. So I'm really glad that, I guess that's something I want to do, keep my focus on Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's wonderful. Oh, good. Thank you. I just really appreciated Michelle Craig's talk. 
I loved that her whole talk was about reminding us that Jesus Christ asked, he told his disciples that hard times would be coming before he left. And that, and he said, see that ye be not troubled. And just how Christ's disciples have always encountered hard times. And that it's kind of something that we should kind of settle into, right? And I loved it because it was so much about, you got to accept that the mess is part of the plan. Because if you're identifying that the mess makes it so that it means I'm not living the plan or something's wrong with me, that's how I measure my success is whether my life has a mess or no mess. Like I'm being successful if I have fewer messes or no messes, right? Like that's a really quick invitation for misery because Heavenly Father's plan is so much about the mess. And then, but her message was just so confident and kind of had a lot of warrior language in it that had to do with just settle into the mess like it's supposed to we're supposed to have difficulty and that we're supposed to see the savior in the difficulty that that's so the savior fulfills his promises to be with us his disciples but we must continually look to him to help us recognize and enjoy his presence and if you remember she told a story of a pioneer woman that onlookers they were you know all the saints were traveling through and everybody looked really dirty and messy and you know this town the entry was from a woman in the town writing about these you know travelers not really realizing what it was all about but just and she specifically says this about one woman this morning early Early, a company of Mormons passed through on their journey to Salt Lake. Women, not very delicate to be sure, dragged handcarts like beasts. One woman tumbled down in this black mud, which, which caused a slight halt in the procession. Little children tugged along in their strange foreign dress, looking as determined as their mothers. And then she goes on to say how she thought so much about this mud-drenched woman. And why was she pulling her handcart alone? Was she a single mother? What gave her the inner strength and the grit and the perseverance to make such a wrenching journey through the mud, pulling all her possessions in a handcart to an unknown, unknown desert home, at times being mocked by observers? And then she says this quote, President Joseph F. Smith spoke of the inner strength of these pioneer women saying, and when she said this, I was like, that's, you could just say that about us. You could totally say that about the women that I hang out with and mothers who know, like it's a real thing. There's a lot of it going on. It's so beautiful. And so it just, I just teared up when he, she read, this is what Joseph F. Smith said, President Joseph, he, he spoke of the inner strength of these pioneer women saying, could you turn one of these women away from, the, from their convic convictions in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? 
Could you darken their minds as to the mission of the prophet Joseph Smith? Could you blind them with reference to the divine mission of Jesus Christ, the Son of God? No, never in the world could you do it. Why? Because they knew it. God revealed it to them, and they understood it, and no power on earth could turn them from what they knew to be, to be that truth. Anyway, I just thought, what brings us to that sure knowledge often is our sweaty work in the mess, right? And that's why those women knew that, because they had worked and tried so hard to you know, do what was required of them, and in it, they got a sure knowledge. They just knew. I can't deny these things. They're so true. And that's what I notice here in this community of women is that, yeah, because of the things that we are fighting for, what we don't give up on, and how we're trying to reframe a mess and really lean into that why are we fighting and why don't we just give up? Having that be a lot more about us doing that for and with the Savior, right? But also for ourselves first, not just thinking, well, the reason I fight and don't give up is because I so care about my family. Because that's a wonderful reason to fight. But when your family's not listening to you and everybody's being really off or you're feeling afraid, by what you're noticing and you're being enticed to just go fight over there fight for them fight for that in order to stay by the tree and own our fields we have to remember well why do I fight for me in order to stand there right because if we're going to influence and support God's work we've got to be able to see that that enticement to go over there and save that go over there and get that or control that or help that has very little to do with us being grounded in our really in our truth and in like this is why I'm fighting this is why I don't give up and it starts with me connecting with him and checking in with a level of discernment that helps me to remember that am I owning my field right now right and if I'm not it's important for me to to start practicing. What does it feel like for me to own my field while I'm having those super strong feelings about I need to go over there, right? I need to go and help that because maybe that's exactly what the Spirit is telling us to do, which is great. But often if it's a pattern we've created because the reason why we fight, the reason why we don't give up, has less to do with us taking care of us having the spirit with us and just reacting to somebody else's really hard thing and feeling like that's our role is to go get it, right? It's kind of a big deal. And so I guess lastly, I would just share just at the end of her talk, I just thought, wow, she just wrote a personal declaration that has nothing to do with anyone but herself at the very end of her talk. It was like four paragraphs long, three or four, and it was just the most beautiful thing. And I just thought, wow, I'm just going to copy and paste that as in my personal declaration thing because that's a big deal that 
that's what she did at the very end of her talk is just declare from a place of her truth why she did what she's doing, why she's not going to quit doing what she's doing, and that she knows how and why she's going to do that. And so, anyway, I just wondered, could we read this? Okay. Okay. Sister Michelle B. Craig's personal declaration. My fellow disciples of Jesus Christ, with all my heart, I choose to stand with the Lord. I choose to stand with his chosen servants, President Russell of Nelson and his fellow apostles. For they speak for him and are the stewards of the ordinances and covenants that tie me to the Savior. When I stumble, I will keep getting up, relying on the grace and enabling power of Jesus Christ. I will stay in my covenant with him and work through my questions by study of God's word, by faith, and with the help of the Holy Ghost, whose guidance I trust. I will seek his spirit every day by doing the small and simple things. This is my path of discipleship. And until the day that every that the everyday wounds of mortality are healed, I will wait upon the Lord and trust him, his timing, his wisdom, his plan. Arm in arm with you, I will stand with him forever, wholehearted, knowing that when we love Jesus Christ with all of our hearts, he gives us all in return. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? It's just so powerful. I love that. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? So, yeah, I just want to share. That was one of my takeaways with Sister Craig's talk. I was like, wow, sir, I really liked everything she had to say. It was so good for where I'm at as well as just, yeah, I just liked it so much. But really, just in all of us being able to say what we say, like in the name of Jesus Christ here and to witness for each other, like with like, amen. Like, as I'm hearing you say that, amen. You know, there's a lot of that in what we share. So thanks for sharing ladies and being so, so inspirational in trying to stay in that place of knowing why you fight and why you don't give up and realizing that so much of that has to do with you fighting for you first so you can own your field kind of a big deal so and that doesn't mean we care less about anybody it actually means we care a lot more about people because we want to support them in the best way we can not under all the emotion that just comes rolling up because of our circumstance okay go for it okay I was thinking of how much, like right from the beginning, it seemed like the conference talks talk so much about the Savior. Sister Browning's talk and Elder Uchtdorf's, so I'm like, wow, you're just, there's so much Jesus in this. This is great. And I pondered about it a little bit as, you know, we have the, the living Christ that was given to us by our prophets and apostles back in 2000. That, that you know, that great, beautiful testimony, I'm thinking... Have I really taken that to heart? Do we really understand it? I don't. I need to understand it. I need to understand it more. But just like how the proclamation of the family that came out in 1994, it's like, hey, we know this stuff. And we can see now later how important that document was and document is now. 
And I think today in the world we live, especially with President Nelson's talk, you know, overcoming the world because Jesus is being pushed out of our lives. We, we're being becoming distracted and deceived by the things of the world so easily. And it may not be easy to find Jesus or connect ourselves with, with the Savior and who he is. So I really liked, and I want to study more, President Nelson's talk about overcoming the world. But I liked how he started off his message, and he was just so hopeful. And it's like he just, he, he just saw where we were. He, you know, he recognized, you know, says, I stand amazed at the faith and testimony demonstrate again and again. I weep over your heartaches, your disappointments and worries. I love you. I assure you that our Heavenly Father and his, and his beloved Son, Jesus Christ, love you. They are intimately aware of your circumstances, your goodness, your needs, and your prayers for help. Again and again, I pray for you to feel their love for you. And I think what President Nelson's kind of telling us as we do our parts, do what we can to overcome the world and seek Jesus. Go to this tree, stay by the tree to feel that love. It makes a big difference in our lives. And as he goes on later to say, you know, he says, my dear brothers and sisters, so many wonderful things are ahead. In coming days, we will see the greatest manifestations of the Savior's power that the world has ever seen. Between now and the time he returns with power and great glory, he will bestow the countless privileges, blessings, and miracles upon the faithful. I want to be counted as one of those people. I want what in my entire family. I can do my part, stay by the tree and try to do my part, but I can't help anybody. I can't force anybody to, to do that and be there. But I want to be there. So I guess that's part of like to stay by the tree. You know, we can't force anything to stay in our, in our power of influence. But I think for us to be able to see those great manifestations, manifestations of the Savior's powers, we need to know who he is. And I'm grateful for, continue to be grateful for what mom power training teaches us to be intentional about our praying. And reading our scriptures to we, so we can find and know our Savior better. It's going to be glorious when our Savior returns and and just wonder what that's going to be like. And I just have a testimony of, of Jesus Christ. And I'm grateful for what I felt, an increased message of Jesus in general conference. So good. Thanks. Wow. So good. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm just going to play President Nelson on the way out. And thanks so much for being here today, ladies. I want to express my love and appreciation for the privilege and honor it is to stand with you and for you as we all stand together for the Savior. And we listen to a living prophet who testifies of who he is and what he's capable of, and that that's what we have to look forward to. I assure you that our Heavenly Father and His beloved Son, Jesus Christ, love you. Again and again, I pray for you to feel their love for you. Experiencing their love is vital, as it seems that we are accosted daily by an onslaught of sobering news. 
You may have had days when you wished you could don your pajamas, curl up in a ball, and ask someone to awaken you when the turmoil is over. But, my dear brothers and sisters, so many wonderful things are ahead. In coming days, we will see the greatest manifestations of the Savior's power that the world has ever seen. Because Jesus Christ overcame this fallen world, and because he atoned for each of us, you too can overcome this sin-saturated, self-centered, and often exhausting world. Because the Savior, through his infinite atonement, redeemed each of us from weakness, mistakes, and sin. And because he experienced every pain, worry, and burden you have ever had, then as you truly repent and seek his help, you can rise above this present precarious world. You can overcome the spiritually and emotionally exhausting plagues of the world, including arrogance, pride, anger, immorality, hatred, greed, jealousy, and fear. Despite the distractions and distortions that swirl around us, you can find true rest, meaning relief and peace, even amid your most vexing problems. Overcoming the world is not an event that happens in a day or two. It happens over a lifetime as we repeatedly embrace the doctrine of Christ. We cultivate faith in Jesus Christ by repenting daily and keeping covenants that endow us with power. We stay on the covenant path and are blessed with spiritual strength, personal revelation, increasing faith, and the ministering of angels. Living the doctrine of Christ can produce the most powerful, virtuous cycle, creating spiritual momentum in our lives as we strive to live the higher laws of Jesus Christ, our hearts and our very natures begin to change. The Savior lifts us above the pull of this fallen world by blessing us with greater charity, humility, generosity, kindness, self-discipline, peace, and rest. Okay, ladies. Thanks for being here, and thanks for all that you shared. Thanks, BJ, for your help. Thank you, ladies. Love you. Thank you for being with us today, Warrior Moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers Who Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth. Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. Find the message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers Who Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. 
Like Dragons Did They Fight podcast. That includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. And the Eternal Warriors podcast, hosted by two YSA age young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under MothersWhoKnow.lcs or search for Mothers Who Know, and on Instagram, username at Mothers underscore Who Know. Last, if you would like additional support and training, please go to MomPowerTraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week Mom Power Training class for all moms. You can also go to the Mothers Who Know website at MothersWhoKnow.org or our parent company, Life Changing Services, at LifeChangingServices.org to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones. Thank you so much for listening today. Please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at MothersWhoKnow at LifeChangingServices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.